Interesting this morning is we have no power on this side of the medical center, but actually it fits right in to my sermon. So I didn't plan it this way, but the power being out today is a great sermon illustration uh, for us this morning. Our call to worship is hymn number 645. I commit myself unto you, O Lord. I trust in you, my God. Let me not be ashamed. Let no foe exalt over me. Surely, none who look to you are disappointed. Disappointment is for treacherous deceivers. Show me, O Lord, your pathways. Teach me your ways. Lead me in faithfulness. Teach me, for you are the God who can help me. I am looking to you all the day. Remember your mercy and kindness, O Lord, for they are eternal. Forget, please, the sins of my youth, my rebellions, and remember me through your kindness on the grounds of your goodness, O Lord. The Lord is good and right, therefore he shows sinners the way. He can lead the afflicted to justice, he can teach the afflicted his way. All the Lord's pathways are kind and dependable to the guardians of his covenant and testimonies. May honesty and uprightness guard me as I hope in you. Redeem Israel, O God, for all of her troubles. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, you have called us all here to worship this morning in an interesting time. And Lord, as I pause to reflect on it, what a great illustration that you have provided to me this morning. And Lord, as we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives, we realize that no need is too big, no need is too small. But again and again and again, you remind us through the power of your Spirit to pray to you, to petition to you of all things. And God, we think of ourselves, we think of family members and friends, we think of those who are in this medical center that are here as patients, Lord, we think of the staff that are working today, the family members that will be visiting. But Lord, also, you call to mind some special individuals in our own lives that we are lifting up to pray for right now. And God, I am thinking of those individuals that you're calling to my heart and I'm lifting them up to you in prayer and God each and every one of us are thinking about people in their lives and Lord I just ask that you would hear those prayers as well and God we are just so thankful that on this Sunday morning that we can be creative in our worship to you and we thank you for that creativity that you give to each and every one of us. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning for our message is Romans chapter 5, 
beginning with verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Well, as you can see here this morning, we do not have power to our chapel. And as I came in this morning, the lights were off, and there was this eerie silence that you normally don't have on this part of the building. And I thought about whether we should have a service or whether we should not have a service. And I went ahead and did some of the routine things that I was doing preparing communion. And then I realized that because we do not have power, that it is a wonderful illustration to remind us of the connectedness that God wants us to have with him all of the time. God wants us to have fellowship with him all of the time. So if anything about today would be remembered, I think what will be remembered is the fact that we did meet, we did worship, we didn't have the earthly power, but I believe in all things that we have the godly power that God has given us through the presence of the Holy Spirit in each and every one of our lives. And for that, we can celebrate. And as we are absent without the earthly power that we normally rely upon, the lights being on, some of the things in terms of up here, the lights being on, the piano, which happens to be electric, needs to have electricity as well, and so we are not singing like we normally do. And it gives us, I think, an opportunity to pause and think about the things in our lives that can happen and that does happen when we are not connected to the presence of God in our lives. Because you and I, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have that connectedness to God. It's not something that we have done. It is something that God has offered to each and every one of us through his son, Jesus Christ. And in that, we have access to God. We have access to that power, to the presence that God wants us to have with him every day of our lives. Because we need to have that power. And in this chapel in which we are this morning, and the fact that we usually rely upon that external power that is offered here to provide the music, to provide the atmosphere of worship, to make sure that the lights are on so we can see what we're doing. I think it also should remind us that as we walk daily with God, many times 
We are unaware of the fact that we are without God's power. Many times when we find ourselves lacking in things, many times when we find ourselves lacking in guidance, many times when we find ourselves lacking in an understanding about what we should do and how we should act in certain situations, when we have those questions, it should be a reminder to us that perhaps we are not connected to the power of the Holy Spirit that God wants us to have in our lives. If you are hurting, if you are suffering, if you are struggling, perhaps it is a sign from God that you may not be connected with him completely the way that you should be. Because God wants us to be complete in all things. God wants us to have that hope that reveals the faith that God wants us to have through his son, Jesus Christ. Because the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to be an advocate for us an advocate for us in terms of our relationship with God through Christ. And in that being that advocate, the Holy Spirit is there to give us that connectedness between ourselves and between God. And when we don't have that connectedness, our lives are in darkness. Our lives are not being fully exposed to the light of God. Our lives are difficult because we are not seeing the things that God wants us to see, because we are not having access to that power that God wants us to have. As you can see here, you know, some of us are struggling by not having the lights that we usually have. And even though we do have natural lighting, we can see that the worship here is a little different because we don't have the lights that we normally have for seeing. And God wants us to have those lights for seeing. He does not want us to be in darkness. He doesn't want us to take steps in our lives in which we cannot fully see the presence of God in our lives. He doesn't want us to take steps in our lives in which we don't have access or connectedness to the power of God. He wants us to be complete in that. He wants us to have that hope that we have in our relationship with God. If you have hope this morning in your relationship with God, then you have the presence of God in your life. If you have hope this morning in your walk with God, understanding with confidence that it is God's grace that he has given each and every one of us through our relationship in Jesus Christ. And it is through that grace that you and I have been pardoned. You and I have been forgiven of our sins. Not just our past sins, but the sins that we have committed today, the sins that we will commit tomorrow and the next day after that. 
Because the scriptures tell us that our sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. And that is where God's grace is there for us. It is through that grace that we have the hope that God wants us to have. And we access all of that by our faith. Understanding that the things that are taking place in our lives is in the hands of God. And it's hard for us to understand that because we always want to have some aspect of control. We always want to feel that somehow we are influencing the situations that we are in, the relationships that we have. And God reminds us that in all of those things, that we are to put our trust and confidence in Him. Because when we do that, we establish that connectedness that God wants us to have. We walk in the light that God wants us to be in. We see that our lives are a reflection of the righteousness that God wants us to have. Not a self-righteousness. Not a righteousness that says that we are better than other people. But a righteousness that says that we are people just like everyone else. Just like everyone else that has made mistakes. Just like everyone else that have made poor decisions. Just like everyone else that struggles with different things and has challenges. We establish that connectedness because we understand that as we walk with God, we are the same as everyone else. And God sees us the same way. God sees us, each and every one of us, the same way. The scriptures tell us that we are not to be a respect of our persons. Because God sees everyone the same. And we see that as we are walking with God, as we have that connectedness to his power the power of the Holy Spirit that is there with us. Because when our actions reflect that, then we truly are representing God the way that God wants us to be represented. We truly see within us that the challenges that we do have gives us that perseverance that we need to have, builds our character. I don't know about you, but if I am truly honest with myself, I have learned more about who I am in my walk with God through my failures than I have through my successes. I have learned more about my relationship with God through my failures than I have through my successes. And why is that? I think it is because that as we look at our failures, first of all, I get embarrassed when I fail, when I make a mistake. And when I look at that embarrassment, sometimes my pride comes up, and I say I am better than this, I should have known better. You go through this process, right? But as you get to the end of that process about working through that and sometimes it's making excuses and blaming other people and all of these types of things, but when we get to the end of it, 
God meets you through his spirit face to face and that face to face encounter tells you that you truly have failed. And when we truly realize that, when we truly admit that are, there are some things in our lives that we just can't do it on our own, God takes that opportunity. And in that opportunity, he gives us the ability to strengthen ourselves through our character and our walk with God. A friend of mine a couple of days ago was talking about the fact about truth and how truth is represented in our lives. And he was stating the fact that the truth of our lives comes out through our unconscious self in terms of the things that we do, in terms of who we are as a person. And think about that for a minute. What is the truth about you? I have to ask that question of myself. What is the truth about me? What do I believe in? What do I hope in? What do I trust in? Is it myself or is it my relationship with God? And when we are faced with that truth where there's nowhere else you can go, there's nowhere else you can hide, it is just you in the presence of God working in your life, where do we go? What do we do? What do we say? But the scriptures remind us this morning that those of us that want to be connected with God through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, as we reveal that hope, that that hope does not put us to shame. That hope tells us that within our character, within our imperfection, that Christ is made strong in us because of our weaknesses, not because of our strengths. Christ only advocates for us when we come before him knowing that we cannot handle or deal with those situations in our own lives. We are powerless. We are weak. And we see that God does intervene in our lives. We see the hope that is working. And it is not there to put us to shame. It is not there to make us feel guilty. Because remember what we've already stated, that it is the grace of God that is over you, that is over me. It is that grace of God, that unmerited favor of God that is with us every moment of every day through the presence of his spirit. And in that hope, God does not put us to shame. Within that hope, God does not make us guilty because the burden of what we have done, the burden of our sins, past, present, and future, has already been taken care of. The sentence of you and me the pronouncement of the verdict has already been taken care of because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. And we take that hope. And in that hope, we reveal God's love to ourselves, 
and to others. Because it is in that relationship, it is in that relationship, it is in that connectedness that you and I have with God, that we have access to the Spirit of God, to the presence of God, that God has given to each and every one of us. So even though in our lives, it may at times that we may be without the power of ourselves, the power of others, we always have the power of God. We always have the hope of God that reminds us as we follow that trail that got us to that hope. It began with the faith that we have in God's relationship with us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And in that relationship, in that beginning, God gave us that peace that passes all of our understanding. Do you remember your first love when you came to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I remember that time. God wants us to return again and again to that first love in Christ. The first time we noticed and we recognized that we were not connected with God and that we needed to have Christ in our lives. We needed to have the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives through Christ to make life worth the living. And it is in that first love that God reminds us again and again to return to those steps, to walk in those steps, to understand that we are justified through the faith that we have in God and that that justification comes all the way through those steps to give us that hope of what we believe in. And it is a reminder that in that hope we sense God's love in all that we do, in all that we say, and that we pour out that love to others because we are to share what God has given us through our relationship with Him and His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, it has been an interesting morning. And many times the silence has been deafening. The silence of your presence where we hear only you when we focus only on you. And Lord, as we do communion together, in that silence, we pause and we reflect on the hope that we have, the hope that we have in you in all things. And God, it is so wonderful 
that we can publicly testify to that hope in which we have. And Lord, we'd ask that you'd remind us of the grace that you've given us, the forgiveness of our sins, the guilt that is no longer there, the advocate that we have through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that we can be connected and with so much power in our lives to show love to others. In Christ's name, amen. Receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread or drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful for this very special day in which we have been given a wonderful example of what our life is to be like with connectedness and access to your power daily. We thank you for the example that you have provided this morning because it has reminded each and every one of us that we need to have that power to see things clearly in our lives. And God, I would ask that you would help us to do that every day. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.